The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. 2016 in Review The Top 14 Developments in Ancestral Health 2016 is just about over. I'm not a big party animal, as you probably know. Instead of bashes and balls, what I look forward to most of all at the end of the year is the quiet reflection on what impacted me most. Which science developments, business achievements, and thought evolutions characterized my 2016 more than the rest? Put another way, what were the most exciting developments of 2016 in the ancestral health world? Let's take a look, in no particular order. Number one, legumes went back on the menu, if you like them. It's become quite clear that legumes do not belong in the same category as grains, which is where they languished for over a decade. Legumes are rich in prebiotic fiber, provide many vitamins and minerals, and seem to improve glucose control, not worsen it. Eat them if you want them. Number two, a primal ranch dressing finally came out. You don't know how many emails I got asking for a primal-friendly ranch. Recipes have always been there, but a surprising number of ingredients go into ranch. Few people keep everything on hand required to make it right. So I made one. It took months of development, but I made one. Skeptical husbands, picky kids, vegetable haters will all lie prostrate before Primal Kitchen Ranch, see the error of their ways, and be welcomed into the fold. Number 3. Nina Teicholz was right. In 2015, science and nutrition journalist Nina Teicholz penned an editorial in the British medical journal criticizing the failure of the USDA's diet guidelines to reflect much relevant scientific literature. Establishment critics and academics went berserk, even going as far as to demand the BMJ retract her editorial. Last week, after over a year of battles, independent reviewers finally gave Teicholz the win. The critics lost. Her editorial stands. Number four. We settled the meat problem, if only until the next study comes out. More than any other dietary component, meat has been the most consistently controversial. It clearly played an integral role in human evolution, particularly of our energy-hungry brain. It's delicious, contains vital nutrients, provides the densest collection of essential amino acids, and yet hundreds of millions of people are convinced it'll give you cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. How do we square these seemingly opposing factions? How much meat should we be eating? And how should we optimize our meat eating? Number five, the birth of primal health coaching. The primal blueprint expert certification was cool, but it wasn't enough. Teaching is different from knowing. The latter is necessary, but not sufficient to accomplish the former. In June, I introduced the primal health coach program an enhanced education course that teaches you the science behind the Primal Blueprint and gives you tools, tips, and tactics for disseminating the information to clients and for running a successful business. Number six, gluten sensitivity really is real. The story of non-celiac gluten sensitivity has featured more twists and turns than your average long-running will-they-won't-they relationship storyline of a late 90s sitcom. 
Skeptics claimed it was all just a collective delusion, and several studies seemed to suggest it might be psychological rather than physiological. Then in July 2016, a new study confirmed what many people already knew to be true. Gluten sensitivity is real, and those suffering from it have leaky guts and elevated systemic inflammation. Number 7. Primal Kitchen Restaurants Became Real Although we have yet to break ground, that happens early next year, the first Primal Kitchen restaurant will be in Culver City, California. I've signed the papers, hired contractors, drawn up plans. It's going to happen. It's real. Number 8. More HDL isn't necessarily better. HDL is, quote, good cholesterol. Yet research shows that elevating it to extremely high levels results in greater cardiovascular disease. Instead of HDL actively scavenging damaged lipids, higher HDL levels may simply be a byproduct of healthy lifestyle practices, like eating more fat, exercising, and generally leading an anti-inflammatory way of life. Number 9. Recent Ancestry Matters In the Mark's Daily Apple blog, We've always looked at human ancestry from 30,000 feet. We're all humans with the same basic machinery. We all digest fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. We all secrete insulin to varying degrees, require oxygen, and drink water. That's all true, but recent research into human genetics shows that recent ancestry can determine how we metabolize nutrients. Whether it's fatty acid metabolism in the Inuit, the thrifty gene in Samoans, or vitamin D requirements, we're beginning to understand and integrate the lessons of our recent ethnic ancestry. Number 10. Exercise is important for weight loss. For years, I've said that weight loss is 90% diet. It's true that how much and what you eat are the most important factors when losing weight. But exercise helps determine what kind of weight you lose. We're not trying to lose muscle and bone. We want to lose fat while preserving muscle. If the net weight declines, so be it. But fat loss is the ultimate goal. Exercise is really, really important for weight loss. It empties out glycogen, giving us a place to store incoming glucose. It improves sleep and glucose control and makes stress less harmful. Strength training prevents muscle loss during dieting and can even promote muscle gain. Number 11. Men and women are different, and that's awesome. This isn't a new development, of course, but its acknowledgement throughout the ancestral health community has certainly expanded. Back in May, I gave my 12 essential tips for primal women, laying out the areas where men's and women's needs diverge a bit. There are plenty of others, too. Stay tuned for more MDA articles geared toward women in the near future. Number 12. CRISPR looms. I wrote about the implications of CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, the gene editing tool that researchers use to study genetics and transhumanists hope to use to create superhumans. Now they're even using it to target RNA in live cells, which could be huge for diseases like muscular dystrophy and neurodegeneration. I'm cautiously excited about CRISPR. Number 13. Evolutionary biology may be getting an overhaul. Earlier this year, evolutionary biologists descended upon London's Royal Society to debate whether evolutionary biology needed reworking. 
Was the standard modern synthesis theory complete, with its focus on natural selection as the primary driver of evolution, or should it expand to include other mechanisms and inputs like plasticity, creativity, culture, and epigenetics? And number 14, we're born to move. This year, scientists strapped sensors onto Hadza hunter-gatherers and tracked them throughout their daily routines. Young, old, man, woman, it didn't matter. Everyone studied, engaged in at least two hours of moderate physical activity per day on average. Furthermore, even the eldest among them remained fit and healthy on into their 70s. Sedentary living is often portrayed as a necessary consequence of success. But when we no longer have to physically work for our livelihood, we move as little as possible. But the Hadza research shows that movement is in our DNA and that we must resist the temptation to be still. Thanks for being a part of our year here at Mark's Daily Apple. Have a wonderful day.